Over 500,000 people go missing each year in the United States. Many are found alive, some deceased, and others, it's almost like they just up and vanished, leaving their families, friends, and even law enforcement to wonder what happened to them. Sometimes there's lots of theories, speculations, and harsh accusations. But most of the time, it's just a lot of unanswered questions. Each week, this podcast will explore a missing person case and hopefully get some answers to those unanswered questions and remind us to not forget those who are missing. At the time of her disappearance, mother of three, Lori Ann Bothman, also known as Lori Ann Stubbs, was between 5'8 and 5'9, weighing around 180 pounds, with dark hair and brown eyes. There are no reports as to what she was wearing when she was last seen. I wanted to talk about this case because it had very little news coverage, and like every missing persons case I hear about, I always wonder what really happened to the person. Lori was a mother, and I can only imagine what her children are going through, not knowing where she is, and I hope that one day they get the answers that they deserve. Lori was 45 years old at the time of her disappearance and living in Liberty Township, Ohio. However, there are conflicting reports as to where she was actually living. According to the FBI website, she was living in Liberty Township, but according to thecharlieproject.com, she was living in Girard, Ohio. I'm not familiar with the Ohio area, but I did look both places up on a map and they seem to be at least four hours away from each other. Other reports have her living in Youngstown, Ohio, which is roughly 10 minutes from Gerard, which makes more sense as we get more into the story and the location of where her vehicle was found. The day before her disappearance on August 4th, 2006, Lori, by all accounts, was having a pretty lucky day. She won $1,000 in the lottery and was excited about having a party for her daughter, who was scheduled to return back to college soon. The night before the party, Lori and an unidentified male friend went to the store to order food for the party. On August 5th, the party went on as planned at a local park. It was reported that the food that Lori ordered was never picked up and never paid for. The family stated that Lori was acting odd and that it was possibly due to her diabetic or anti-anxiety medication. According to the suitcasedetective.com, Lori left the party around 6.30 p.m. in her blue 1992 Mercury Sable to drop a friend off at home, but that Lori did plan on returning to the party. Friends said that she seemed to be unusually upset and overly emotional. The friend that she was giving a ride to was so concerned with Lori's behavior that they asked to be let out of the car. That friend appears to be the last known person to have seen Lori. According to a 2009 report, by NBC station WFMJ, Lori's daughter Raquel said that she was acting strangely at the cookout in Mill Creek Park. She said, and I quote, I don't know what she was going through, but she wasn't normal that day. She was crying she didn't have anyone to take care of anymore, end quote. According to the FBI's website, Lori's car was found abandoned on the lawn of a local library by police on August 6th at 5.30 a.m. 
However, other reports say that it was found at 3.12 a.m. Now, this is where reports differ. One report says that the car was found in Youngstown and described to be the next town over from where Lori lived. As I stated at the beginning of the episode, it appeared that Lori lived in Liberty Township, which is almost four hours away from Youngstown, which leads me to believe that Lori did live in Gerard as the Charlie Project stated because Gerard is next to Youngstown. I know, very confusing. The car had some damage to it and appeared to have hit a tree. On top of this already being very strange, the car's engine was still running and the driver's side door was left open. Her eyeglasses and some papers were also left in the car. Allegedly, neighbors in the area reported hearing some noises around 3 a.m., which some people believe could have been when she hit the tree. The Missing Persons Center has classified Lori as an endangered adult, which is defined as an individual who is at least 18 years old and incapacitated by mental illness, developmental or intellectual disability, dementia, habitual drunkenness, excessive drug use, or physical or mental incapacity, preventing the person from managing or directing the management of his or her own property. Lori does have family in the Dallas, Texas area, and officials think that she may try to get in touch with them. The Federal Bureau of Investigation Dallas, Texas office is investigating her disappearance, which I find to be very interesting since she only has family in the area and didn't disappear from there. Let's talk a little about Lori. As mentioned, she was a mother of three and was reportedly a very nice person who loved her children very much. She didn't have a history of disappearing in the past, and her family doesn't have any reason to believe that she would leave on her own. There wasn't much else reported about Lori. Just like a lot of other missing person cases, there was no real evidence to suggest foul play. Lori did not have her purse or ID with her, and there was no evidence in or around her car that suggested there were any signs of a struggle besides the car being crashed. And that could have been as a result of her medication or being distracted while driving, which leads me to the theories. There are several theories surrounding Lori's strange disappearance. One theory is that because she was a diabetic, maybe she had a medical emergency that caused her to crash and wander off confused, or that her new medication caused her to become disoriented. Others think it may have been a mental breakdown that caused her to wander off, and she ended up somewhere lost and succumbed to the elements. Although it's stated that Lori had a great day, let's not forget that her friends and family reported that she was acting strange and seemed to be agitated and was driving erratically. Another theory is that she was kidnapped, but there's no evidence of that theory. Um, There has been no activity on any of her bank accounts, and no confirmed sightings of her have ever been reported. I'm really not sure what to think about this case. I'm most concerned by the obvious change in her behavior, and not to point fingers at the family or people at the party, but I do wonder why they let Lori get behind the wheel if they thought something was wrong. I mean, clearly they had no idea that that would be the last time that they would have seen her, or I'm sure that they never would have let her leave. I also wonder how law enforcement handled this case. I mean, did they conduct a thorough search of the area? You know, did they question family and friends to see if Lori had any known enemies or if there was anyone that wanted to harm her? 
like a lot of other missing person cases, you know, Lori's case did not receive a lot of media attention. So even if someone would have seen something, I feel like without a lot of buzz around her disappearance, it, you know, they may have thought that it was nothing or something that really was irrelevant, but could have yielded some answers. Another troubling thing about this case for me is the car being left running and the door open. I mean, was Lori snatched out of her car? Was she abducted? I mean, I'm leaning towards her crashing the car and walking away, but, you know, I feel like if she would have done that, then they would have found, you know, her body or eventually her remains. Unless she, you know, fell down some wooded area, which, again, I'm not familiar with the area, so I'm not sure if that's even a possibility. And again, if she was found by a library, I'm assuming that, you know, it wasn't like in the middle of the woods somewhere where that really could have happened. Um, if she would have wandered off, I can't imagine it would have been that far. And, you know, if she did hit the tree, maybe she had some head injuries, um, you know, maybe a concussion. I mean, there could have been a hundred things that could have happened to her, but without any real evidence, you know, or sightings of her, it's hard to put all of these pieces together. I do believe that her acting strangely, you know, at the party kind of was a real indication that something was really wrong. And for me, that's why I feel like she disappeared. I don't feel like she walked away from her life or her children or, you know, anything like that. I do feel that either, you know, she did walk off and maybe somebody did, you know, grab her or she willingly went with them and then something happened to her. It is truly a mystery. Again, Lorianne Boffman was 45 years old when she disappeared, and she would currently be 61 years old. She has dark hair and brown eyes. She wore glasses that appeared to be left in the car, and she has a scar on her abdomen. According to a 2009 report by NBC's WFMJ, a relative of Lori's, Leslie Womack, stated, and I quote, it's been a long, hard road with her children trying to stay in school, keep their grades up, move on with their life, not knowing what happened to their mother or where she is. If you or someone you know has any information, big or small, regarding Lori Ann Boffman's disappearance, please contact the Liberty Township Police Department at 330-759-1315. For more information, as well as pictures of Lori, please go to our website at theunanswerdpodcast.com. Don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast and like and subscribe for the latest episodes. We'd love to hear what you think about this case, so check out our blog post on our website, as well as our Instagram and Facebook at The Unanswered Podcast. Give us your theories. Thank you for listening.